1: are pre-recording this show because I'm going to be on an airplane next week. So I might join in the chat while the show is playing, but today we are recording. So uh, I just did my show last night and (laughs) I have a little bit of anxiety about what I'm going to talk about, but I know that Spirit is just going to hand it to me through, right? So I know that today is going to be about channeling through some stuff. So that'll be good for everybody, I think. And uh, I wanted to talk a little bit beforehand, though, about um, past lives, for one, because I just got a, had a client that I had back in March. Um, and I did a reading for back in March. And she contacted me over Facebook again and said that I had given her a reading about having a horse accident. And I'm not gonna tell you the whole thing, but she got brave and she went horseback riding. And she uh, she had a bit of fear that she was gonna, gonna crash or fall off or whatever. And um, she actually did it. She got all the way through it. I love, love, love these stories. <laughs> So um, yes, if you all have stories about how I have helped you get through something or you know, a past life that really resonated when you came upon the situation or anything like that, I would love to hear your stories. So please pass them along to me. <laughs> um, let's see, spider is one thing I wanna talk about too. Oh, but I haven't finished actually with past lives. Uh, there are fears that we have that just show up out of nowhere that have to do, that are linked to either past lives and sometimes our, our generations, our, our ancestry, right? So when we come upon those, and these are irrational fears. I mean, don't stand in front of a tiger and blame it on me. Cause I said to be brave. <laughs> Those are, That's a very rational fear if you're in front of a live tiger, so don't do anything like that. But when you come across an irrational fear, like a fear of, well, if, for instance, a fear of horses. Um, maybe not that they're going to step on you, but they're going to just out of the blue buck you off or something. Um, that's a fear that I would say, try it you know, um, go to a place where there are trusted horses, don't jump on something what we would call around here, green broke <laughs> or, so, you know, a horse that's rarely been ridden, but but do go to a trusted place and, and commune with the horse. And, and um, the other thing that you can do, because I have found that um that animals that you're really afraid of can be the most helpful for you to commune with so i went through a stage in my life where where i was really afraid of coyotes and now that i'm saying that a coyote ran in front of my car last night as i was driving home after the show and i have not looked that up in my handy dandy book so let's see what this what my book says about coyotes. I am reading from the Book of Beasties, and I love, love, love this book. The other one I want to tell you about, too, is moth, because, hmm. <sighs> Moths, they don't really terrify me, but they really annoy me. And um, I've had to really look at that lately. So, coyote adaptability, (laughs) comedic, timing, partnership and collaboration. At sunrise, our lessons begin. Mother brings us to meet for the very first time a fearsome looking badger who is rummaging around just outside his den. Mother approaches him, nips at his heel and reacts. The badger spins and bears his teeth, hissing. Boldly, I venture forward and grab hold of his back leg with my teeth. He turns again, again, even more quickly than before. He is hard to catch. Mother watches our approaches and then, if satisfied, she yips, lesson over. She leads us off toward the big fig tree to eat breakfast. <laughs> There's always a little story about, about each animal in this book. Especially adaptive and known for partnering with others, Coyote can show you how to build a strong family unit and improve affiliations of all kinds. Coyote maintains her strength through her small family unit. Her immediate, li- immediate family includes an alpha male and female. Coyotes fully understand the role within the group and can help you fully embody yours as well. With positions of power and wisdom comes an increasing responsibility to teach and provide. The young coyotes are tenderly cared for, educated, and much indulged. Coyote reminds you to take a softer approach with those who have less experience. Remember your own innocence and teach them more effective strategies with your performance. Now I know why coyote crossed my path last night. As for partnerships within the family, coyotes devote themselves to a single mate for life. So I'm not going to read it all, but let me tell you why I said that. That I know why a coyote crossed my path. I I know that um, that I often I've been in this world for so long, and things come to me so easily that I often talk over the top of people who aren't experienced. And I don't want to do that. I want to make sure that I'm that I'm speaking so that everybody can understand me. So I've asked my guides just today. (laughs) Coincidentally, after Kyle crossed my path to um, make sure that I speak in a language that everybody understands, right? So uh, this gal that got in touch with me earlier today, she said that she was a life path 33, 336. She said, um, and she said, I think that I'm in for a tough life this lifetime. I thought, uh, nope, <laughs> nope. 33 means you have all the wisdom, dude. <laughs> so I, I felt the need to. To let her know that that 33, whenever you have a double number, um, it's a magical number and it's also prime. It's not reduced down when you do numerology. So 30, in fact, well, 33 might be as har- far as it goes, as far as traditional numerology goes. Um, but I feel like double numbers are always very, very magical and bring more energy into that. Right so three are the fun people in life. I know this because I am a three. <laughs> we are here to uh, help every well to help other people through life um, and to bring joy to other people and I'm sure there's lots more that I could that I could rummage around in my brain and remember but that's what I have always wanted to stick in my brain about number three I'm sure sh- There are hard things about three and about every other number as well, but, but it's awesome to me to be able to provide, um, upliftment, I would say, (laughs) that's not really a word, but, you know, enlightenment and, um, happiness and joy and a bit of brightness. Uh, to people. And I have, I'm built so that I have that inside me. And I love that. I love that. um, That it just comes naturally from to me to be joyful and to laugh. (laughs) I have been told before that, that I laugh when I'm nervous as well. And I did. Uh, I don't think I do that as much anymore. Maybe sometimes when I'm really nervous, but I'm very conscious of it now. And I can tell you now that when I laugh, it's from my gut. Pretty much always uh, because I am joyful and not because I'm nervous in a situation, especially on this show. I'm not nervous on this show. I might forget what I'm doing. I'm forgetting where I'm going with things, but I am not nervous and I love y'all and, and it's perfect. It's just so much fun for me. So let's see. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, about past lives is connecting with your past lives. For some people, it might be a little harder than others. And for those people, now I, in my astrology, my moon is conjunct my south node. And I feel like that gives me extra energy in that department. Plus I'm my moon, they're both trying my sun. So that gives me all kinds of energy about my past lives, you know, all kinds of knowledge. And I believe all kinds of access to other people's past lives as well, because we're all connected. Um if you have an issue connecting with your past lives, I would say think about things like, and it doesn't have to be trauma either. It can be really good things. So think about just random things that, that are really good for you. Like, um you love a certain flower and you don't really have any idea why it wasn't anything that grew in your garden when you were little, or, you know, your mom had around or anything. But as soon as you see that flower, you just light up. Um, you know, that might have something to do with a past life or I was in the Smithsonian in Washington DC when I was seven and I saw the Hope Diamond. And, You know there's a big deal around the hope diamond and my mom and dad had kind of built it up a little bit too and but the hope diamond isn't really huge i mean it's big for a diamond but it's not a huge stone and (laughs) that um there were all kinds of jewels actually in that display i don't know how it is all the time but there were different like from crowns from royalty and staffs and all kinds of things in that room. And I remember thinking, well, yeah, oh, diamonds pretty and all, and it's blue. It's not a clear diamond. but I was ready to run and see all the other things i was I really wanted to see. <laughs> a crown from Scotland, right? <laughs> and that was a weird thing for me because we don't have, I mean, we have English blood in us and we knew that, but we didn't know at the time that our ancestors come down from Scotland. So, you know, look at those things and I encourage you to really meditate on those things that really resonate with you and, and see what happens. I know that when I went to Scotland the first time, I wandered over, I would not, I wasn't on a quest, right? But (laughs) to find my claymore, but I knew I had one. And I wondered if I would come across it in any of the museums. And so far in all my travels, I have not come across it. It's not exactly like any other one that I have seen. So I think that's really fascinating, you know. And I think that uh, we can we can really tap into those things when we when we settle our energy down and meditate. So the other thing I wanted to talk about before we got really going here is spiders. I have not really ever had a fear of spiders. I don't really like them crawling on me, but they're kind of creepy, you know, a little bit. Um, When I was in, (laughs) well, this is an interesting story about this teacher. This teacher figured out that I was one that he could really trust to not blow a cork (laughs) when uh, uh, the first day of school I had just met him and he was he was telling us that we needed to have syringes so that we can make really good um, displays out of our bug collections. And he popped the, the syringe and the needle shot off. I mean, he had it like this, I think, and he copped it and the needle shot off and hit me in the face and was dangling there. And I kind of felt something. I was like, <laughs> there's that needle in my face. So I pulled it out and he's like mortified. He's like, oh my God. I think through his head, he probably thought that he was about to lose his job. And I just said to you, you want this back? <laughs> and uh, so he figured he could trust me, I think from then on. And he had a tarantula in the class and and he went and got it and he was just kind of playing with her and i don't know how you tell tarantula is a male or female but i trusted him (laughs) to know and so he came behind me and i was kind of wasn't even paying attention i mean i was not turned around and watching him and he just dropped her on my shoulder and he turned and looked, and I'm like, hey, "It's a tarantula. I shouldn't scream or move. <laughs> I should just sit here." And so I turned and looked at her, and she just kind of crawled down my arm, and and didn't panic or anything. But thank God, I'm not a panicky person. <laughs> so he, everybody, all the girls are squealing, you know, and and uh, he came and picked her up off me, and. And he said thanks for being such a good sport you know but um there have been interesting stories like that throughout my life uh i was about spiders when we um moved into our house in fromburg montana the brick house with a white picket fence on lovers lane just wanted you to know all that <laughs> Um, I had, I had um, dug out a bed and put in raspberries and I don't know, it's two or three years into living there or whatever. And, and, um, I had gone to the garage for something and I came back out of the garage and I looked over the raspberry patch and the whole thing is moving, moving, moving. And then as soon as I took a step toward it, I thought, oh my God, all the fairies are here. And I went to take a step toward it and everything stopped. All the energy just froze. And I was like, man, I want to play. I'm not dangerous. I want to (laughs) play. So I stepped back in the garage for a little bit and kind of waited for a little while so that they wouldn't think that you know I went away or whatever. And I tried to come back out and it didn't work. So I walked over to the mat, my raspberry patch and I was kind of bummed. And here is this spider that's huge. It had to be three inches long. Um that's including the legs. But I was like, oh oh my and I just kind of talked to her and I asked her what she was doing and I asked her if she was taking good care of my fairies. <laughs> and this is before I did any of this stuff, right? I mean, this is, I didn't, I still thought I was just crazy, but I knew there were fairies there. <laughs> and, and I, just left her there. I didn't do anything about her. And I went in and looked her up on my computer because that's when I was working very hard on my computer all the time. And she was just a garden spider. And she had this, this yellow on her back. And I think that the only reason I've ever been afraid at all of spiders is because people have instilled fear of spiders in me. Uh, brown recluse bites. And I don't even think we have brown recluse in Montana, but we do have black widows. And the black widow thing in me, um, I have noticed throughout my life that lots of people after right after I meet them, or shortly after I meet them, they pass on, they die. and My mom died when I was 14 and I, but but that's not the first. (laughs) Um, The first death that I knew about uh, before anybody else did was my grandfather. And he died when I was three. And I told my parents that granddad was dead and, and they kind of freaked out. Well, they didn't freak out. They just thought I was crazy until they realized that grandpa, granddad was actually did. And, and then they kind of freaked out. And, and, um you know, I don't know if I was specifically told I shouldn't know that stuff, but it was definitely stuck into me, you know, so uh, then my mom, well, then my great uncle died, who had a demon attached to him, but that's another huge, long story. My mom died when I was 14, um, and then I went for a while without a whole, I mean, a lot of very important deaths, I guess, in my life. Not really. My grandpa died, my grandma died, but I wasn't real close to them. Um, Two of my aunts died, not, not close together, but in 2013 my boyfriend that i was living with committed suicide and that kind of i i had been by that time working in this field and helping people pass and and i felt like that was a very huge honor right to to have them call me in at their deathbed and one lady i she wanted very badly to go to her granddaughter's wedding, but the doctors had told her that they weren't letting her out of the hospital unless she got this much better, right? So they called me in and I, and I did Reiki. I think I sang for her too. It was just at the beginning of that and uh, of me developing that skill. And she was able to go to the wedding and then died two days later. I have lots of different stories like that, you know. But when Mike committed suicide, I could feel my my sister and my daughter and I were all together, and I could feel that that the energy had lifted at our house. And I was, and I told my sister, he must not be here because it's really happy here, and. Then I went into the garage and saw him, and he looked happy, <laughs> and and I said Mike, and and um, he had gone been going through this huge depression and had had a stroke a year before, and wouldn't tell the doctors that he was depressed. And then um, so when I saw him really happy, that was that made me really happy, and I and I, you know called to him and then realized that he wasn't moving and went over and and he was dead um, he'd shot himself very efficiently so that there wasn't any blood um, and then I ran back to tell my sister not to let my daughter come in the door and my sister who claims to have none of these abilities says he did not and I said yeah he's dead and My daughter at the time, well, didn't tell me at the time, but told me later that she was so confused. She didn't feel like she could cry because Mike was dancing around me and being very happy. You know, his spirit was there and she could see it. And that's where all the happiness was coming from. But I was crying and telling her he was dead. So she was really confused. But anyway, this led to me kind of thinking that I, I was a black widow, you know, that that random people just died around me and I didn't really know why. Um, a year later, very good friend, Mike's very good friend um, died because a drug driver hit, um, on his way home from work. And I know that some of y'all are there to listen and know these people. And I, <laughs> I really appreciate your support through all of this. I know that you loved them too. So, um, that was Rod Baiman, And, and, um, that instilled even further. I was riding around with Rod, you know, we were, uh, we rode his motorcycle a lot. We went out to the races all the time and, and, um, We were together quite a bit. And um, when he died, I felt even more like I was a black widow. Like people shouldn't get real close to me. And then I got a massage from a friend of mine, who's Tiffany, who is very good at getting intuitive hits during the massage. And she, she said... Marcia, I see a spider crawling out of your side, and I had really had a lot of pain on that side, and and um, I said, really? I said, so what kind of spider? And she said, a black widow. And I said, okay. Well, that's probably because I've thought of myself as a black widow. And she said, I, I. I got kind of excited too, because I thought, I said, well, maybe it's a good thing. And she said, I don't think it's a good thing. I think that spider is something you need to get rid of. And I've gone through all kinds of other, I'm not going to tell you all the stories, but I've gone through all kinds of other occurrences with spiders. And then this, um, just recently, my friend was here in my office and she saw a spider on the floor and she. Fairly afraid of them. She doesn't doesn't want them coming anywhere near her. And um, interestingly enough, though, she... I don't remember if it was... Yeah, it was right before that. She got one tattooed on her ankle. And it's a beautiful spider. <laughs> uh, that just, I think, um, falls in with me saying that... Some of the some of the animals that we're most afraid of can be our most powerful animals too, right? So she, um, there was a spider in here, and I went to get him out. He jumped away, or ran away from me. I thought I killed it. I didn't mean to kill it. I was just trying to put it outside. It was a whole big episode. <laughs> And then I worked on her and, um, her legs started throbbing from, from this tattoo. And it was really kind of bleeding or maybe not bleeding, but there was, there was a lot of seepage. (laughs) So we worked to put that together, but, um, it was almost like spider was telling her, Hey, Hey, I'm here. You need to pay attention to what I mean, you know, Um, so getting to the meeting, the meaning of spider spiders represent the sacred feminine, which is part of the reason why I got so excited. I had already, when I, when I felt one, or when she saw one crawling out of me, um, I had already looked them up and, and read a little bit about them and well, actually. Not a little bit, a lot, (laughs) because I have, I have seen them, you know, in, in really weird times throughout my life and, and in really weird spaces. I came across one when I worked at the sugar factory that was, swear to you, it was chrome and it was an actual spider because it crawled away, but it was, it was silver, like it was chrome. with black legs. (laughs) So see where I'm going with this again. (laughs) The meaning of spider. Okay, so I was just, um, I pulled from the wisdom of Avalon cards because I was thinking, I want to know more about what I'm talking about today. And what came up with spider? didn't even know that card was in there <laughs> so their meaning of spider was about being creative that spider is pushing you to um, to honor that creative and really use that so that's one me um, in norway there's i, I would have to look this up to get it all right but one of the reasons i have one spider in my car is because it's a christmas ornament <laughs> and um that there's a whole big legend around the spider in a christmas tree pretty sure that's norwegian um spiders can represent sacred geometry too and they've re, you know they have eight legs so their eight legs are can represent fertility and abundance and money and all those things you know which is super good too it can also represent the loss of those things so you want to make sure you stay on the positive side of all of it um, so yeah, I think that there is someone out there that really, really needed to hear about spider today. And maybe they're being plagued by spiders, like I'm being plagued with moths. <laughs> uh, the moth thing is pretty cool to me. I guess this episode is going to be a lot about about um sacred animals right (laughs) and animal guides but moths have driven me nuts since i was a little kid i don't like them flying at my face and i don't like it when they get caught in my hair at all that's the only time i'm really afraid of something is when it gets caught in my hair (laughs) so I don't even think I had long hair when my first real huge memory of moths or millers or whatever you want to call them just flying at my face all night long. Um, it was on our family. Well, uh, part of my family has a pretty big ranch in Eastern Montana I was out there and I was sleeping between my parents because I guess there were a lot of people in the house sleeping in the house and it was hot and There were Miller's flying at my face and I didn't like it. (laughs) And I have never forgotten that. So um, I have had a few times in my life where they have just been outrageously crazy. Uh, When my my ex-husband and I were living in Rosette, Wyoming, he was working on my on the oil patch, and so was my sister. We were both driving water trucks for a company, and um, I moved down there to see if I could save my marriage. The first thing that happened were the grasshoppers, plagues of grasshoppers. So ridiculous. There was a white picket fence in front of that trailer house too, and it was just solid black with grasshoppers. And then the moths came. So we would we had what I thought was an outrageous number of moths in the house, right? So my ex-husband grabs this can of Raid, and he figures they're coming in through the. And some of you know him too, Kelly. Uh, they're coming in through the vent above the stove, and so he sprays the vent above the above the stove, and all of a sudden all of these moths come in it was like a horror movie it was so bad so bad and we're trying to kill them and stepping on them and trying to get them out of the house and and there was no there was no fixing this there were so many i don't know i can't even imagine where they all came from they had to come from the whole neighborhood to be that many. We had a white kitchen floor and by the time they finally settled down enough so that I could live with myself, it was it was nearly black. And then there was a tornado and I I guess <laughs> that was the third thing and the last straw for my my husband and we moved back to Montana. <laughs> so uh, recently, I had said something to a friend of mine about moths, and she said, "Oh, I love moths! I absolutely adore moths. They're so cool, and they—they're so attracted to the light." And I'm like, ah. <laughs> But I thought, "Oh well, this is really freaking me out, you know, to have moths so prevalent in my life." So I should look it up. I bet there's something in there for me. And she sent me this little story about the moth. And it's about the moth being really, really sad. And she's talking because nobody likes her. And she's talking to the moon. And the moon says, you know, she's the moon is comforting her. And saying, but you're really important. And... Uh, <laughs> Then, of course, I was crying, so I'm, I've been researching, researching moths a lot more, and there's lots of different stories and things, but they are all about um, bringing, bringing lightness to people. <laughs> and um, I, I've even, I don't remember what that was, but I even came to a realization that I, that I needed to heal something in my life. Can't can't put my put my brain on what that was right right now. But um, yes, those have been really really prevalent and and really I've I've had to do a bit of research. So if there is something like that in the animal world, animals, insects, birds, any of that, um, fish too. Ah, the water people. Hmm. (laughs) Um, If there's any of that that really scares you, you might want to take a look at that in one of the animal books. I love that the Book of Beasties. Pretty sure that's the whole name. Um, And I know that there are, yes, the Book of Beasties. Your A to Z guide to the animal world. I think I was going to read you a little bit about moth in here, too. Hmm. Mosquito. Mosquito is in here. <laughs> uh, moth is sensitivity sensuality lunar cycles and transformation moth arrives into your life to teach you that it's always a good idea to allow yourself to be pulled toward what you love moths are famously drawn to the light by allowing yourself to move toward the things people and experiences that exert a pull on your soul's gravitational field You will be taking a spirited shortcut to everything you've always wanted i know what the healing thing was that's moth is the reason that i went out into the mountains on last monday on labor day because i realized that i'm not doing the things that i love i'm not allowing myself enough time to do the things that i love so when this opportunity for me to go up to an actual music festival, a four-day music festival came up, I have never done that. I have never allowed myself to do that. So when this opportunity came up and, and I was invited, I jumped on it. <laughs> so I encourage you to do those things too. Even if you work at a job where you have to take time off, I bet, that you can get time off if it's something that's very important to you. So I encourage you to do that. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> oh. So I haven't sang at all. Holy Moses. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Okay. Hmm. Just relax, let your my eyes fall shut let your body just sink down into whatever you're sitting on, laying on, whatever you're doing. If you're standing, allow your body to sink down and allow your shoulders to fall down.
0: Hmm.
1: And let yourself fall into the music.
0: Whoa. She,
1: you
0: la, my
1: Remember, <speaking in Spanish> <speaking in Spanish> Oh
0: I know that there is
1: someone trying to come into me, so I'm just going to relax and allow her to do that. And I hope you enjoy. I know that she will have messages for some of you, so (sighs) just
0: relax. Hello.
1: Oh, Marsha doesn't actually open her eyes too much so that I can see. But I can feel energies from all of you. And I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for allowing me to come through. Thank you for being your wonderful selves. Robert You need to know that your confidence level can come up, my dear, because there are things coming through for you and there are wonderful things coming through for you. So remember that and just relax into everything that you are. Gloria. again, with the confidence. know mm-hmm. that we're here for you. Oh, we are here to help you along. All of your guides, angels. And <laughs> oh, even demons sometimes, huh? And fairies of all kinds, light and dark. Oh, the whole spectrum of everything is here to help you. Sometimes it doesn't feel so great when those dark beings come to help you along in your path. But you know that you're made of light and you're made of love. So remember that. Remember that you've got this. You can't do being human wrong. That's what a lot of you are afraid of, that you will do it wrong, but it's all about the experiences. So how can it be wrong? Mm. So Gloria, be confident when you're giving your readings and know that we have you. Mm. I'm so excited for these events coming up, but everything is going to be so much fun to watch. Hmm. There are events on the East Coast coming up as well, and Marsha's kind of sad that she doesn't get to do all of them. However, if you live out there, you can go. You can go participate. You can go give readings, give healings, do your thing, do your magical thing, and just know that we are behind you. And if you're wondering who I am, I come across as the goddess of light. I am a being from a different star system and I love showing up for you all. I love watching humans. Watching their struggles is sometimes sad but watching them grow and knowing that they will grow from everything that's happening is so wonderful. Choice. I don't know if you've popped into any of the chats, but I know you're listening, so know that Your life may not have gone as you planned, but it is going the way everybody else, you know, the rest of the universe is planned. So relax. Know that you're taken care of. It's okay. Everything is okay. Robin. Robin, Robin, show host, yeah. You are strong, my dear, you have the strength. Yes, your mom is around you all the time. (laughs) Yes, you can feel us. Yes, you can feel me even specifically. It's so good to connect with you. So call me in when you need me. Call me in, even if you need a fierceness, just because I'm in the goddess of light doesn't mean I can't have fierceness as well. Of course, that goes for all of you, any of you listening that, that need some strength behind you, that need, sometimes it's pain taking, physical pain taken out of your body. Maybe you need me to come and take that out of your body. Maybe you need a different icon to take that out of your body. But know that we're all here for you. We are all here for you to help you along, to guide you on your path. But you have to ask or we don't know to show up. Mm -hmm. Even if you feel our presence, we aren't supposed to intervene unless you ask us so please ask don't forget to ask and now i'm going to see through marcia I'm, young. I'm young. You have her in me although I do I don't know if you can see but but oh no you can't um when I channel a lot of times I'm just gripping onto something because myself wants to be in there too (laughs) so we're not really fighting over space but it, it feels like I'm like I'm holding on to everything that is and I try to get myself to relax again but I still hold So (laughs) it's really fascinating to me, but I want to talk a little bit too about, um, gifts and talents that y'all might have that you, that you might not realize. So I did not know that there was such a thing as, uh, well, I mean, I, I did at one level, but I didn't realize that I was doing it because I was always taught that I didn't have those abilities, you know? when I was growing up. So <clears throat> that that was all in my imagination. So after I did massage school, I was I knew that other beings were working with me and that angels specifically would come in a lot and and Jesus would come in and and join me and move my hands and and help me get rid of things for people. And I didn't put a name to that. I just knew that it was happening. And a lot of times I didn't ask which specific angel it was that was coming in. I just knew it was angels at the time. Sometimes though, it was fairy creatures as well. So I would get, uh, I just feel like I'm a puppet (laughs) and I felt like that for a long time. So um, I went to a spirit message circle put on by Beth McGee here in town and she's me a pretty amazing person and uh, she when we got done with the spirit message circle she told me you're a trans channel and and <laughs> that totally got screwed up in my brain and I went I'm I'm a trans like trans transitioning from from what to what." <laughs> But she said, no, 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 Trance Channel. Think Edgar Cayce. And I said, I thought, in fact, I told her, I know that name, but I think it's been a long time since I was a, had any exposure to it. And she said, he was the one in the, I don't remember, She she said the dates, but he was the one that used to be on stage by himself and, and allow another being to come into him and channel that being. And it hit me and I said, Oh my gosh, I read those books when I was in fourth grade, you know, so on one level, I knew about all this stuff. And on another level, it's all in my imagination. So, (laughs) so I didn't realize that it was me. So I want to tell you that, that, um, you might be channeling, you might be channeling things and you don't know it. Um, I, I know it happens. It used to happen randomly to me. And, um, I have had ghosts attach themselves, ghosts, spirits, which are two different things. In my opinion, spirits have already crossed over to the veil and come back. Ghosts have not. And they're either afraid to, or, or whatever. Um, but anyway, they, uh, they have attached themselves to me and not let go. <laughs> so, um, it happens randomly sometimes still, I think, but, but I get the message a lot quicker now. Um, so I'm able to pass the message through and, uh, I think I might've talked about one of those instances on the show before um uh that happened to me in cook city but um i've talked about that a lot lately so i can't remember if i said it on the show or not uh but it has happened to me and it might have happened to you you know you might have had all of a sudden all your tastes change and you don't know why and um things change in your life you don't know why but It it has, it does happen to people that other spirits come into them. That's different, I think, than a walk-in. A walk-in would replace your whole personality. So everything would have changed. Uh, So that's a little bit different, but um, yeah. And the other, well, more about, about gifts and talents that you may or may not know that you have. Um, Some of us access things so easily that we don't have to do all the things that lots of other people do to get the information. So, like, past lives will just, I don't have to go into meditation to get a past life. I can be walking down the street and know that I know somebody from a past life and see that lifetime play out. Um, It's not that I have to have myself in a certain energy i know that that has a lot to do with my astrology chart i mean you can see those things in my astrology chart so i encourage you to look up your chart if you haven't done that if you want a chart reading i would love to give you one Uh, but uh do do find out more about yourself more about the things that you might have the ways that you might have gifts and talents you know um, find out more about your ancestry and dig in and see if you are connecting with your ancestors. Um, I don't even know if I've ever talked about this on the show. This is the first book of the series that I wrote in. That I'm a contributor and author in, and you can find my books on, 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 uh, Amazon. I am an Amazon official author. (laughs) Uh, Amy Gillespie is is the main author in these books, and she was the one that had the idea, that channeled the idea through that we should start talking about all of this. So uh, there are four books in the series, and then there are companion journals to go along with those books. Here's one of those, the first one. Um, I encourage you to especially the journal. You can also order these right off my website too. But I encourage you to find out more about your ancestors and about everything that is you. Because how can you be you if you don't know who you is, right? (laughs) I have had a big problem finding out who I am because, and that shows up in my astrology as well. And other people know more about my emotions than I do. (laughs) They can see when I'm upset or when there's something bothering me faster than I can. So I find that really fascinating. But I needed to know why. So I did start pouring myself into astrology and really learning more about myself. And that does tell you, I mean... I've had people say I don't believe in astrology, but I think the reason why they don't believe in astrology is because they're afraid of it. And, um, astrology and astronomy used to be the same science, the same scientists that studied them, you know? Um, so it is, a form of science. It's not. Yes, there is intuitive astrology as well, but I feel like the intuitive part. I know <laughs> that the intuitive part comes from after you've done all the graphing and you come up with some with with your chart, and then you do the um, the connections with everything, the so the way that planets are talking to each other that's the intuitive part. The interpretation might be intuitive, but everything that's in that chart is you. That's where the planets were. <laughs> so, I encourage you to look that up. I just realized we're out of time. But thank you. Thank you, thank you for being on the show. Thanks for watching. I will I will probably be able to interact I'm going to set my Wi-Fi on the airplane (laughs) so that I can interact in the chat. And I look forward to that. So I will see you all soon. And always tune in next time. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show.